Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. It is time for us to get into our favourite thing that we've been doing lately. It's Cameo Wednesday. Oh yeah! Now this originally started as a way to help celebrities during the strike that they're on at the moment, um, and has evolved. And still is evolved now into basically just celebrities promoting our show. It still, I think, at the end of the day, is supporting actors. Just know that one. Once the strike ends, this segment will not. It will continue. We love <laughs> yeah. it too much now. Exactly right. Um, now, the Cameo, if you're unfamiliar, is a website where you can pay a bit of money and a celebrity will endorse something or send a message for a birthday or say hello. It's great. Um, we've used it to great effect already on this show. Last week's Cameo Wednesday sounded like this. I present to you... Jonathan Freeman. Good evening to you, my most unworthy friends. This is the Grand Vizier of Agrabah, oh Jafar, welcoming you to the Ned and Josh show. Ned and Josh? <laughs> you must be joking. <laughs> Nonetheless, my friend. There we go. There we go. I paid Jonathan Freeman. I said, hey, look, give us a, a good old-fashioned Jafar roasting, mm-hmm. and he more than delivered. I was so, so excited to get mine. Uh, I was so excited to bring it to the show. But that was my week. I'm done. You and I thought done. you fully forgot today. I didn't. Well, I did. But, <laughs> but you then, forgot until yesterday. Yeah, I forgot until yesterday. <laughs> and then I paid the extra money to get it done within 24 hours. So we're, mm. we're good. We're good. I have I have today's. You're saying it's another Disney character. And now I already guessed the guy who voices Winnie the Pooh. You're saying it's not It's him. not Jim Cummings. All the other people I can think of who are Disney, who like voiced Disney characters, are superstars. So you yep. like be Math- very expensive. Matthew yeah. Broderick who yep. voiced Simba. You mm. wouldn't. I know you can't afford Matthew Broderick. I couldn't also afford Donald Glover who also voiced Simba. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't afford either Simba. Oh, so it's got to be it's Beyonce then with I, Nala. It's not Beyonce. <laughs> it's not Beyonce. Well, then why did we bother? Seventy five dollars <laughs> is the limit we capped ourselves yes. at for celebrities because once you start going over that, you're in a bit of a very expensive territory. Gets quite pricey. Um. It's interesting that you did mention Simba, though, because today's Disney legend is from The Lion King, the 1995 animated Lion King, so our childhood Lion King. This is what I mean. This is the box I'm boxed into. It's not Rowan Atkinson. I know you didn't get Zazu Mm -hmm. because there's no way you can afford Mr. Bean. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you Ernie Sabella. No way! Hi, it's Ernie Sabella, the voice of Pumba, and I gotta let you know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let Ned know that Josh is better at booking Disney legends. That's not fair. <laughs> I, I reminded you yesterday. Talk about the show, Ned and Josh. <laughs> in Canberra, Australia, I love Ned and Josh. Oh, oh my Hakuna God! Matata. That calls for a song. Hakuna Matata. No way he's going to sing. Wonderful. Oh phrase. my goodness. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Ain't no passing craze. It means no, no worries, worries for all the rest of your days. It's, it's a problem free philosophy. Oh when you watch Ned and Josh. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love to hear them. You gotta hear them talk. Okay? So do it. Bye bye. Oh my goodness. He added the name of our show to the end of Hakuna Matata. <laughs> 
I hate. I think I did actually top you from I last week. I hate to agree with you, mm. but I do love to agree with Ernie. Yeah. And Jafar did not sing once. No. He did the Jafar laugh, but he didn't add our names to the song that he sings. I don't think he sings, actually. I don't like that you singled me out, and I will keep that in mind. Okay. Just but one you've won up to me. Yes! Damn yes, it. that's that all was, I needed. That was better than Done. mine. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's wait for next week. Josh, Oppenheimer and Barbie, both, to me, amazing films. That Probably was sensational. Two, two of the best this year. So incredibly different, though. They came out on the exact same day, and the internet sort of had a field day with the jokes that you can make about how different these movies are being released on the same day. Seeing them as a double feature. Seeing which one as, do you yeah. watch first? Which one do you watch second? All exactly. That sort of stuff. Taking the boys to go see Barbie, me and the gals having some, having a cigarette and a black coffee before Oppenheimer. Yep. Those kind of memes. Uh, <laughs> everyone had a lot of fun. Except for a poor woman who said it's ruined her life. And I really cannot see how it hasn't mm. she's like i'm no longer allowed to, i can't check into uh hotels anymore people like think i'm joking people think i'm messing around What's this woman's connection to either of these movies her name her full name is barbara barbara friedman mm-hmm. well at least it was that was her maiden name until she married and i have it here because it's a distant connection mm. her husband's father is third cousin's with J. Robert Oppenheimer, making her name Barbara Oppenheimer, making her name Barbie Oppenheimer. That is... Her government name is is Barbie Barbie Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. She's saying, I call... No matter... If I need to use my name somewhere, for the last year, people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. I can't check into hotels because people think I'm taking a piss and I'm not actually going to show up. So people don't... When I book in for restaurants, people think I'm not going to show up. People think that I... She's like, it's ruined my life. You have to give a fake name. Ironically, you would have to give a fake name to cover your real name. Yep, exactly right. This is what it'd be like being Barack Obama. Like, 100%. If you're being like someone super famous, no one would believe you. No yep. one would believe it was you when you were calling anywhere. Exactly right. And it's such a, like, having, it's Barack Obama's a perfect analogy because it's mm. having such a distinct name. Barbie Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's. Like, people hear that and go, huh? So yeah. is Barack Obama. No one's like, un, like, just hearing it underneath their breath and like, what was that? People there are, going, Barack Obama's here. There are other celeb, like, there are multiple celebrities named Michael Jordan. Yes. So it's like, that's a, exactly. no, that's a name where you're like, that's pretty common. But Barbie Oppenheimer. Yeah. Sounds like it's yeah. the internet meme come to life. Exactly. It's, this is like find me another Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> yeah, another yeah. good example. These are these are unique names that no one would believe. I think Chris's. If you're a Chris followed by a famous surname, that doesn't really matter. No. Like Pine, Hemsworth, Evans. There's too many. But if your name's Rodney Dangerfield, I was really trying to think of like, really only one. Yeah, there yeah. really that can only be one person. That was really my brain was like, think of the most unique name. Think of Rodney the most Dangerfield unique. was a pretty good one to draw. On. I just wish yeah, I picked someone who was alive. I've never <laughs> met anybody. I mean, there's the shop that sells all the emo clothes, Dangerfield yeah. and Rodney Dangerfield. They're the only two Dangerfields I'm aware. Maybe of. Rodney owns it. I don't know. Hey, oh, can I get some respect? <laughs> they sell a lot of ties in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Actually, good point. Good point. Oh. 
Ned, airlines in the news for a lot of different things at the moment. Um, there yeah. was an Air Canada flight where passengers were told to sit in seats that were still staying in vomit because yep. the flight was full. Um, there was a Delta flight where a passenger had diarrhea so bad that it became a health hazard and they had to turn the flight back to America rather than have the rest of the passengers be on the on board with the diarrhea passenger for eight hours. Oh, like, I, Let's fly back so that you guys all don't have to get gastro as well. I saw that story. Story. Disgusting. Uh, that's one of the one I wanted to talk about this morning, mm. just very quickly. Um, I would be so mad if we were turning back because I'm like, it doesn't change anything. I'm still around. Yeah, there's diarrhea. probably a pretty good chance I'm going to get gastro. Yeah, so if um, it's going to happen, at least get me to my destination so I don't have to get off, deal with airlines again, and then get on a flight. And what would you like have seven done? Months later. What would you have done uh, as the pilot? Yeah, push through. We're persevering, guys. No, but what would you have done with the passenger, the diarrhea passenger? Just probably lock him in the bathroom. That's what I would have done. Yeah. That's exactly where my brain went. Lock I was like, the, lock him in the bathroom. Quarantine them in the bathroom. Feed them rice and bread. They're going to be in there anyway. Yeah. So just quarantine that bathroom, and then they don't get let out. Exactly right. Clog it's more them up. spacious than most airline seats anyway. <laughs> it there, is. So that's fine. I've spent many a, an entire flight in the bathroom, yep. just going. Uh, yeah. uh, Wonderful. It's awful, but at least you're away from everyone. Well, those airline stories we covered them off pretty quickly, yeah. but the one I really Really want to talk about actually applies to no specific airline. It's every airline. Um, there is a new pillow that is apparently very popular at Kmart that essentially rests on your lap and you then it inflates. It's like a giant inflatable cushion. Yeah. And then you rest your head on top of the pillow that sort of lifts your head just slightly above shoulder height. So you, you lean forward. Yeah. And then the pillow is as, as such that it just pushes up from your legs and sort of has a bit of the tray table as well, utilises that. I did see, And yeah. then you just put your head forward and you just sleep. We're talking about the, not the inflatable front pillow. It's the inflatable front this pillow. This one, yes. Yep. Here we go, yes. So it's essentially look- like a backpack that you put your arms through the things and you just sleep, you push your face into it. So It's like a ma- portable massage table. The question I have, because apparently this is the best way to sleep on a plane. Apparently it's incredibly comfortable. Well, that's what you always do. When you're asleep on a plane and you're leaning back, you go like, you lean forward and yeah. you go, oh, oh, and your neck, up. your neck falls like yeah. you feel like you have a jolt in your spine. Um, I guess the question is, would you look like this much of a dickhead to be comfortable on a plane? Because I probably would say yes, but I would be yeah. self-conscious at first. It's a tough, like, you have to obviously be this like, this looks you know, goofy as. Yeah, like, it, it does. It looks ridiculous. It looks very, very And you're silly. sitting there, by the way, going... <laughs> Yeah. Into the inflatable pillow for yeah, like you can, 20 minutes. You can't get on with it on, like, you can't be blowing it up on the gate and then get yeah. in. Like, you yeah. have to be doing it on the plane, I would imagine, because it's quite big. Yeah. Um, yeah, look. And you don't I- want to be using phrasing like blowing up anywhere in the airport. No. So you're just inflating yeah. is the word <laughs> I would use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, too. You can't just crack a window and try and get some air from outside. So you're, you're going to really be, have to, to blow it you're up. You're going to be lightheaded. You're going to be lightheaded and then you're going to fall asleep. All of these reviews on here uh, are five out of five. People are like, yeah. I, I slept. Eight hours of a 12-hour long-haul flight. Um, this is absolutely incredible. I actually do think it's worth looking like an idiot. Yeah, and I you, think so too. you do yeah. look like an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really cannot overstate no, how weird you look. No, we cannot stress how much you're going to look stupid, yeah. but you will be apparently very comfortable. Uh, I would do it because it's like the way you usually fall asleep on planes is you just like tilt your head back mm-hmm. and you look like you are dead and you're like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or the way I've seen it is like when I, when I flew to America in like 2013, the mm. lady next to me took a untitled name of a bottle of pills and just tipped yeah. it into her hand and went whoop. Yeah. And then was passing out on me, the guy next mm-hmm. to her on the other side. Just like 
limp the entire yep. flight. Yeah, which was my problem then, which made yep. it awful. So she had this pillow; she'd be contained. Exactly. You know what else I like? You know what else I like about this pillow? Because when I was on a flight once, there was a guy next to me who had like halitosis, like Oof. the worst breath, yeah. which wasn't a problem because he wasn't like breathing on me. But the problem was when he fell asleep, fell asleep with his mouth open, yeah. and like it just for like the radius of six seats around him, all you could smell was this guy's like yeah horrible breath. Yeah. Whereas if he's face forward into a pillow, he's getting that. He's getting that all to himself. He's like, That's, God, this plane stinks. God, this plane stinks. <laughs> it's like, Hang on. Mate, it's you. Yeah. And I'm- you look like an idiot. <laughs> Josh, you and I like to sometimes host events. Yes. Um, usually you don't get really much of a say in what's going on. You're no. just like, hey, we need someone to host the MC this event. Would you guys like to do it? And we're like, yeah, sure. Sometimes you don't get much notice. Exactly right. You just kind of have to go with the flow, see whatever happens. We're like the poor patrol of hosting Canberra events. Yeah. We'll just be told. And then all of a sudden we spring into action. Yes. <laughs> our, our strike team springs into action. need a Melbourne action. Cup function hosted? Done. <laughs> as long as it's not in Melbourne. Do I need a Canberra. suit? Yep. Done. Great. Perfect. I'll be there. Um. This one, something that's happening on Sunday, this Sunday, September 10th, mm-hmm. in Bungendore. So, like, a little bit of a drive away for us to go and host an event. But I just am so, so passionately behind this cause that I just don't see how this could be anything other than perfect for you and I. The best day that we could possibly have on a Sunday? Yeah. The Capital Country Cavi Club in Bungendore are hosting... A morning, which I would imagine would lead into an afternoon. Um, they are hosting the pet guinea pig show in which you enter your guinea pig to win different classes. Mm-hmm. For example, best diorama. So if you enter your guinea pig into a diorama. That is tremendous. Best dressed. Yep. Fastest muncher. Oh, that's the best. Sweetest face. Yep. That's a best, hard one. Best sew. So like... Or whatever that noise how is, do you that make they go. Them do that on command. I don't know. I don't oh, know. How... There's so many questions. Guinea pigs to me are just like rats that don't, aren't ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also best condition and heaviest as well. Best condition. The theme is spring has sprung. Now all cavies must be at least three months old. I'm guessing cavies is like shorthand for guinea pigs. Yeah, maybe it's a I different, I... a specific kind of guinea pig. Yeah, cavies yeah. must be three months old. All cavies must be clean, nails clipped, and free of any mites or lice. All children must be 13 years. Must or must be accompanied by an adult. Mm-hmm. Poor small. Hmm. Poor sportsmanship will not, and that's in capital, hmm. will not be tolerated. And, that, and I must you will admit, be asked to leave. Any guinea pig competition <laughs> that I host, I mean, we've not been asked to host this, but yeah. I require, yeah. as part of the hosting, and the many that I have hosted, yeah. sportsmanship needs to be of a top level. Of course. I will not have any poor sportsmanship. No heckling. No heckling. Yeah. And judges' decisions are final. Of course. If you don't have the nicest face, yeah. you get the hell out. Exactly right. And you don't complain about it. I, listen to me, Ca- Capital Country Cavi Club, hmm. can't do it this year because we're going yeah. on holidays. No, we are we're going on here. holidays this Friday. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Please. Please let us host this next year yep. for free. Mm-hmm. We will do it for free. I don't need to be paid. I need to be there. Yeah. As long as long as I get to decide what good sportsmanship and poor sportsmanship yep. is, mm-hmm. I want to be making calls left and right. I want to be if a if a thirteen year old yeah. looks even a little bit sad that yeah. they've lost. 
evicted. Yeah. Get them out. Exactly They need right. to understand what good sportsmanship is, and that is clapping happily yeah. for the winner yeah. and not being even remotely upset. Exactly right. I want some 10-year-old to be like, look at that hamster, and I want someone to grab him by the back of his shirt <laughs> and the back of his pants and throw, throw him, him out, out the It's door. a guinea pig. You get the hell out, get of, the hell out of here. <laughs> Please let us host this next I year. I will <laughs> make this an event. Have you ever had a guinea pig? No. Me neither. <laughs> this is why I want to host it. I want to get. I want to understand what they're uh, all about. I want to stand what... I want to understand what qualifies as sweetest face. I want to see the heaviest guinea pig I've ever seen. I want to see the lats on the on the guinea pig that has best condition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what kind yeah. of condition? Let's are we, see we talking, the fastest we're talking Mark Wahlberg in the early 90s, or are we talking Jean-Claude Van Damme in the 80s? What are we talking Put about here? tiny little cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ned. Yes. Pretty monumental occasion last night. Um, oh, yeah. And it took me by complete surprise. Uh, Carrie and I go to a pub near where we live regularly. Mm-hmm. Regularly. We've been doing it for a long, long time. Now, yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the pub because it's like a little oasis. And, well, and yeah, the, reason, want- the reason I say it's a little oasis is because Ricky Stewart goes there like every second day. Well, then it probably everyone <laughs> yeah. knows where it is now. Yeah, no, well, I'm not saying where it is because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to blow Ricky's little watering hole out of the water. But it, here it is. This, is. this is the thing I will say. Yeah. The bartender, I now have joined an elite club because I rocked in there last night and he looked at me and went, schooner a dry. Wow. And I went, yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> he knows my order. That's the first time, by the way, in my life that's yeah. ever happened at a pub. And I feel, it feels great. It feels like I'm in Cheers or something. Like, it feels well, fantastic. You know who you are? You Capra, uh, you're Captain O'Hagan from Super Troopers. Yeah. They know my order. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. They have an old-fashioned waiting for me. I like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. I love it. I love that I have a place that I go Did now. Did you say I'm Norm from Cheers? I feel like I'm in Cheers. I, I go in there, he's like, yeah. schooner or dry. Whilst Norm's a very funny dude, in reality, he is a... It's a bit of a problem for Norm. He's yeah, got a yeah. significant alcohol problem, yeah. but I don't know if you want to be Norm, but it is, I've never had that. I've never had, and I've like been a regular at a pub where they've known my name or like maybe, <laughs> it's actually kind of sad, uh, anywhere in a five kilometer radius of my house mm. in Launceston, Tasmania, like, yeah, yep. they're where I'm from. They're like, are you Brewie's kid? Mm. Like my dad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, he was just in here the other day. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I bet. And I bet you he was in the day after that and the day before that as well. Well, the, the, the thing that makes that less impressive is that it's Tasmania, so there is only one pub within five kilometres of your house. This. There's only one pub so within much. five kilometres yeah. of your house. Uh-huh. The old Warren Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the point I'm no, trying to make anyway. here... <laughs> yeah, the point I'm trying to make here is this, yeah. is this is an elite level. Like, I... I've been lucky enough in my life to scumbag my way into airport lounges a few times through other people's good graces. Yeah. That doesn't feel as good as this did last you're the, night. You're a barnacle like, on the yeah, on, I am, on society. I am, but that doesn't feel as good as what, what happened last night. When I walked in and that gentleman behind the bar looked me in the eyes and went schooner a dry. It's because you can't pay for that. Yeah, you can't. You can you pay can't join the, that club. You yeah. can pay for any club, any lounge, yeah. any whatever. You can't pay a bartender. I mean, you probably could pay him, but like very odd to do so. Mm. To get just a bit of repertoire between you and your local. Tremendous. It honestly I have a feels local great. and the bartender knows my order. It's great. And it's not a sign that I need to slow down yeah. of anything. Yeah. The problem will be when he says, schooner of dry, and you want me to break that 50 so you can go to the pokies. Yeah. That's when I'll go, okay, all right, I'm doing both of these things too much I now. I have set myself up in a routine. This is a drama. <laughs> this is now a drama waiting to unfold. <laughs> Ned. Yeah, I got, a, I got a little bit roasted last night. By who? Carrie. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. My partner, she just thought it was funny that I wanted to go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock. She does know when you get up. Yeah, she does, but 
Because if you go to bed at nine, literally, if you fall asleep at nine and you wake up at say, I don't know, a reasonable hour of like quarter to five or whatever, that's probably not sleep. That's a that's a that's what doctors recommend is yep. the bare minimum. It's eight, that's eight hours. Works a normal nine to five job though, so she doesn't get up super early. And she mm-hmm. looked at me and went, "It's only nine o'clock." Yeah, it's like yeah, I know. As if with the body language and the tone of voice to be like, "You old man, like why do you want to go to bed at nine? Or you young boy, either yeah, way. Yeah, but you're not your child. You're not yeah. where you're meant to be in the middle." And I, I this is the first time in my life that I was like, "Yeah." I'm wanting to go to bed super early, earlier than would be normally acceptable to mm. maybe an adult. I'm, I'm thinking, what am I doing? And this is now I'm just at the, is this going to get worse? Like, am I going to be one of those people that now wears full tilt pajamas and has like a sleeping cap mm. and wants to go to bed at 7.30? Like, does this get worse mm. or is this just a one-off? I'm now scared. Um, I like to, uh, I like to tell myself that I'm like a like a hard dude and like, yeah, rough and tumble. Someone has to tell grisly. you that. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I like to lie to myself mm. and pretend that that's the case. I never feel better about myself and at peace when I've had a warm bath <laughs> and then I'm in nice good. cozy pajamas. Yeah, good, good. Then I've got a sleeping, mm-hmm. like a dressing gown over that. Yeah. I'm having a nice little tea. Maybe I've even used a jade roller over my mm. eyelids to get rid of some of those lines and stress. Oh. Maybe I've got some face cream on. You know what? Maybe I've even put a hair mask in. Yeah, great. I cannot describe to you how zen I feel when that's no, happening. that's great. I'm glad you've come to the table with that. Because so I'm felt- saying, honestly, as scary because, yeah. as it is... Grab it with both. Grab those mm-hmm. reins with both hands and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing more relaxing than what you've just described and go with me on this. It's a winter's evening. Mm-hmm. You've just gone to AIS Aquatic Centre to do some swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. You've had a shower in the change rooms, gotten into your pajamas, and then you walk straight out into that night air, and mm-hmm. you know that in like an hour you're going to be asleep. I will say. Remember post-swimming lessons in your pajamas when you're a kid? That feeling of like, I am ready to go to sleep. The only thing to me that was nicer about that is if Mm. I went home and we had roast chicken that night. Because I was like, I'm like, Mm. legit, I might fall asleep in the chicken. So someone like, have my head up because I am so at peace. This must be how kings live. This is this is how kings live. Or the retired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I believe are our royalty. (laughs) Josh. The other day, two days ago, as a matter of fact, we as a country, I guess, I don't know, the AFL more as a league, locked in their act for the grand final this year. Um, pretty exciting. Cool band. Kiss. Yeah, right. Okay. I want to rock yeah. and roll all night. And part of every day as well. This is, that's big. That's a big get for the AFL. It's that's huge. a big get. One of the best-selling uh, bands of, of all, all time. I've yeah. sold over a hundred million albums worldwide. It's that is crazy. A lot. Um, also, I mean, the NRL Grand Final. I'm pretty sure I've locked in Jimmy Barnes for this year. Yeah, well, that was last year. Just sorry. alternating between Jimmy Barnes and an international act. Exactly. That's what pretty much every Grand Final does. Here's my concern with the essentially any Australian sport currently. I don't know what we're going to do in ten years because all of the people that we keep hiring. Are the people who are on there like farewell to us? Yeah. Legitimately, kisses on the end of the world to us. So, yep. like, and and they've all been like, yeah, we're done. We're done. And I've also seen Gene Simmons without makeup, and I believe that he is probably going to be done. done. He's done. Paul Stanley can only be the star child for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any of the other people in Kiss's name. I know their faces. Yeah. I think that. As an Austra- as Australia, we need to be getting people who aren't at the end of their careers mm-hmm. because in ten years, 
when Kiss isn't around and yeah. Jimmy Barnes isn't performing and essentially everyone we would go to to book is no longer around because they were doing their farewell tour 10 years ago. Who do we turn to? You know what? I get the point you're making. Yep. It's just fundamentally wrong. Why? And I'll tell you why. I'm glad you've asked. Um, this isn't, you know, we've obviously got a lot of problems going on in the world right now with non-renewable resources, mm. and we're going to use up the planet's supply of this and that and all of the other things. This is a totally renewable resource. Who? Well, just... Musicians. What, yeah. <laughs> By the time mm-hmm. that the fans that are so excited that KISS are going to be at the grand final are old enough to be excited by who's just been announced for the grand final, Matchbox 20 will be on their farewell tour. And then it'll be it'll be Rob and the lads taking to the MCG to be the headline act at uh, the AFL grand final. I mean, Kiss probably is a little bit of a bigger band than Matchbox 20 in terms of the scale of things. So, God forbid, but this will happen one day. Dave and the boys will be on the farewell tour. The Foo Fighters will be at the NRL Grand Final. This is, this is the future. This is what's going to be happening. And then so on and so forth. And from the beginning of time till the end of the time, it shall be. I just, bands that dads love will eventually become farewell tour bands. And then they will do the Grand Finals. We're just replacing. We're fixing a problem with another problem. No, there is you're no, just doing I'm the, actually arguing. You're doing, the next, no. you're doing our next generation's version of this. Like, I'm arguing there is no problem. The Super Bowl. <laughs> done, I, I, the Super Bowl. And I guess it's America. And they can also spend mm. millions and millions of dollars on this, but in past years they've had Shakira, J-Lo, The Weeknd, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and then last year it was Rihanna. They're not going, hmm, it's Jerry Garcia up to? Mm, no. hmm. you what know, are Fleetwood Wood Mac doing? Are all of them still alive? He's the, I know he, they're remixing all their songs. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not saying that I'm solving a problem. I'm saying that there isn't a problem. <laughs> yeah. So if we're using the global warming analogy, I'm not our parents. Yeah. I'm our grandparents. I'm, our I'm arguing, I'm arguing yeah. that there isn't a problem. <laughs> Samsung, yes. speaking of food, have made an innovation to the consumer home cooking division of their appliances. Uh, I didn't think they could anymore because they, they've nailed the fridges, they've nailed dishwashers. Oh, well, they have the knock-knock fridge. Have you seen the knock-knock fridge? Oh, where you like, and then it opens and, and it like yeah, shows the, you the what's light, in it. Yeah, it lights up. Yep. Unnecessary. Yeah. Rad, but unnecessary. Yeah, well, it's so funny because Carrie has one and we, oh. like me and her two boys, always open the fridge to check what's inside it. And she's like, I'm so glad I brought a knock-knock fridge because <laughs> you just open the fridge anyway to look what's inside it. And I'm like, no one asked you to buy a knock-knock fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't remember the, I, don't, I don't remember the family meeting. We, we, we were like, we need a knock-knock yeah. fridge. How will I know what's in the fridge? That was your decision, <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> Was I'm that before be, you guys started dating? In the words of Ron Burgundy, might be in trouble on that yeah. one. <laughs> was that before you guys started dating? She got that fridge? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. she's just making bad decisions left and right then. Oh, whoa! I'm dabbing, I'm Shots dabbing. Fired. I'm bringing back the dab. Shots I should do the fired. Harlem Shake or something. My God. Oh, my God, that Appalling. felt good. That was an opportunity yeah. well taken. I was um, thinking since the Tasmanian thing, I'm like, I will get you back somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've decided is that embarrass you in front of your girlfriend is mm-hmm. the way I'm going to go. And it was like four, 45 minutes ago. I made that Tasmanian joke, but things do move a bit slower down there, so it's fine. It's fine that it took I you a while to make that up. joke. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Samsung have announced that they're going to be putting a camera in their ovens moving forward that uses AI technology to tell when your food's burning. Wow. So it will okay. actually send an alert to your phone going, yeah, by the way, the macaroni you put in, it's burning. And you yeah. go, and if you actually set it up, you can set it up in certain ways to turn the oven off. So it doesn't even tell you. It just goes, yeah, we can tell your food's burning, oven turned off. So it'll just stay warm and it'll be ready to go. That's incredible. It's that, absolutely yeah. amazing. It fixes the only problem I have with cooking, which is keeping an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Josh. I heard our boss. Well, actually, I mean, I heard. I was very aware because he was very excited about it. And I'm honestly very, very excited for him as well. I just don't think he's aware of what he's getting himself into. Okay. There yesterday was an enormous rush once again to get a new release for the third show, I believe, mm-hmm. in Sydney for the weekend. Yeah, he is a phenomenon at this point yep. because that's three stadium shows in Sydney that are sold out. A bunch of other shows across the country have been put on as well. Yep. Huge for the weekend. We are also excited in November. We f- uh, finished the show yesterday and I went up to um, the office. Gemma had two phones open and her laptop open and was yep. like doom refreshing mm-hmm. and I'm like... Gemma looks like she's plugged into the Matrix when she's trying to get tickets for something, and she gets the tickets. She knows what she's doing. I'm worried she's going to dye hair black and get everyone to call her Trinity and stuff, which I I do, because that's how good she is at getting tickets. And she is. She got tickets as well. She got tickets, and then she was like, I need to call Craig, our boss. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, I was trying to get tickets for him as well. And I was like, our boss Craig, father of two, doesn't strike me as a huge The Weeknd fan. but also pop music. Loves pop music, mm-hmm. so fantastic, no worries. I went up, spoke to him, and he was like, got some tickets. And I was like, fantastic, mate. And I was like, so what are you planning on doing? You're just going to go up there? What's the go? He's like, taking um, the girls. He has two daughters mm-hmm. that are under, I'm going to say, and I don't want to offend one of them, let's say be safe and say 15. Yeah. They're both under 15. He's like, going to take both the girls up, see the weekend. The light show is uh, apparently, second to none. Apparently one of the best that's ever been in a concert. Yep, exactly right. The Weeknd puts on um, a light show that really you have to see it to believe it, which I am very much on board for. Um, I've had a look. I don't... I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I don't think our boss Craig is a... We- I'm sure he's heard Blinding Lights. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's heard The Hills. Mm. I'm sure he's heard uh, I Can't Feel My Face. That's three of about 170-odd songs. Mm. The weekend... Lyrical content? I can't... Okay, here's how I'll put it. I cannot believe we play The weekend on air. Yeah, sometimes. With his catalogue? Yeah. Not the songs we play, but with his catalogue, I cannot believe we play... You mentioned The Hills. The Hills has the F-bomb dropped in it repeatedly in the unedited version of it. The Hills is a song in its lyric content that is about cheating on multiple partners while their husbands are out of the country. The point here is... I can't feel my face is being addicted to a narcotic. Are you saying... Craig is going to take his daughters (laughs) expecting a cool light show? I, 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 I literally cannot say the lyrics to any of Lost in the Fire... But if you're over Earplugs. 15, Earplugs. if yeah, you're over yeah. 15, go and look at them and imagine a father of two girls under 15 going to that and being like, I think, oh my God. Ultimate cool dad points. Ultimate cool dad points are obviously so. being delivered up on the table here. But this is a tale as old as time. Like kids get into stuff that isn't meant for kids. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the parent, for me, my parents had to make the decision for whatever reason when I was a kid. I thought Austin Powers, probably because it was everywhere. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, but I was like eight mm-hmm. and mum and dad were like, well, do we do this? Do we let him watch a movie about yeah. a guy who's just obsessed with sex? Like, that's a bit strange. He's the horniest yeah, character yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. They yep. let me go and see Goldmember when I was like 11. Yeah. You came out, you're like, yeah, baby. Yeah, and they're like, like oh, we knew this was a mistake here. Yeah. <laughs> 13, 1060, I would love you to get on the phone as a parent or maybe even when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. 
what did your parents or what did you think was for kids? Yeah. One of my friends, Alex, when I was like in grade six, he had GTA Vice City, which was rated MA15+. Yeah, plus, it's a video for game. For a very yeah. good, very, very, very good reason. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. uh, he used to tell his mum it was called GTA, so abbreviate the Grand Theft Auto, mm. uh, and called it Nice City instead of Vice oh, City. Oh, that is genius. So he's like, mum, I'm just going to go play GTA Nice City. And then she saw the cover once that looks like Vice City written mm. the way that Miami Vice is written. She's like, what? The hell is this? That is GTA Nice City. I didn't even think of yeah. that. I didn't even think of that. Thirteen ten sixty. What did you manage to convince your parents was for kids? Yep. Uh, what did your parents not realise was not for kids? I also used to get away with South Park as a kid yeah, because South it cartoon. looked so yep. cartoony. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, "Ah, oh, that's fine," and then they listened for half a second. They're like, "What are mm-hmm. you watching?" Yep. Our boss is also uh, going to take his. Two daughters under 14 to the weekend yeah. concert. Mm-hmm. Pretty unaware of what kind Some of... Some of the lyrical content. Well, the, the weekend made a song, I Can't Feel My Face, Then he, which was mm. about narcotics. It's about drugs, doing too many. Then he got nominated for a Nickelodeon mm. Teen Choice Award for that song and won it. And then the next album, he released a song saying, screw you to Nickelodeon. Okay. You didn't understand the song. <laughs> I don't want your awards. Mm. Two daughters under 14 going to yeah, that. It, this is <laughs> the coolest dad points on offer. We've got Lee on the line from Amaru. When did this happen in your world, Lee? Something your parents didn't realise was not for kids. Well, my dad was very um, he artsy and allowed us to explore like different kind of music. Mm, nice. And, um, he, he let us. Um, listen, well, he let me listen to Eminem. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. At what age? Yeah. Oh, I I think I was about 12, 13. Mm. I mean, it's when everyone is super interested in Eminem. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Lee? My mum was horrified. Yeah, Yeah, I'd imagine Mm -hmm. so. This is the funniest thing for me with Eminem. I, uh... I was probably about eight or nine, yeah. and I was able to go and get the Eminem show on CD. And yeah, yeah. My, my friend's older brother had um, the, the the what was it? I think it was the a Marshall Mathers LP, yep. and mm. I remember hearing it and thinking to myself at ten, I shouldn't be listening to I this. I thought I'd get arrested. Like I thought if the <laughs> yeah. police knew yeah. I was listening, that's how scandalous I thought it was they'll to ask, hear swear words. They'll ask you a question and yep. be like, uh, they're like, "Hey, hi, your name is." Your parents are going to jail. No, yeah. but if you reply, "What?" Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're done. You're coming with us. That was the test. You know, you know what we're Sorry, talking about. I've ruined that beautiful joke from That's you okay, then. Uh, Haley's okay. on the line from Weston. How are you, Haley? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Do you have a situation where your parents maybe didn't think about something not being for kids? Yeah, so I think I was, yeah, probably about 12 or 13 maybe, and my parents took us to the movies. They thought it was a good idea to take us to Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, that is hard for me to watch, and I'm 32. Yeah, that's a real... How'd, how'd you go, Haley? Did you leave? Did you want to leave? Did you beg your parents to leave? <laughs> no, it was fine. My dad used to watch a lot of, like, World War II. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty aware, I mean, but you don't really register no. at that age. But the people sitting behind us actually said to my parents during the movie, why would you bring yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, there you fair go. Enough. That is going to get a parent-on-parent judgment for sure. I'd be like, hey, your kids aren't going to cry when they get to the real intense yeah, parts. Yeah, what are we doing? I don't want you to ruin this movie for me. Producer Michael's in the studio. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, gr- uh, good. I'm not grumpy. You're grumpy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also not stumbling over it does my words like you are. You're upsetty wetty is what I've actually written on the run sheet. Mike is upsetty wetty because Josh doesn't like lollies. Yeah. Do you want to explain that to Canberra? Because that's what just happened in our little planning session. You got cranky at me. Also, it goes against everything that people have learned about Josh so yeah, far. Yeah. Because he loves lollies. You shut up. You <laughs> shut <Yeah>. up. Because <laughs> you, you. No, 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 no. No, you yeah. no, no Josh, you shut up. No, no, up. everyone shut up. Because Ned, <laughs> Ned admonished me for the lolly jar and has been the person oh, yeah. who has eaten the most out of the lolly jar. I will take my L on that one. Yeah, I have yeah. loved the lolly jar. The and lolly jar that I provided. Out, yeah, if you check our Instagram, I borderline have a mental breakdown about it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do want to say I've done a 180 on that behind the scenes. Your, your, you and that lolly jar is the reason why I brought this up was yep. because I thought you might be interested. Yep. Oh, woe is me. I Apparently, I... Read that wrong. We have brought a boring story to the table this morning that I couldn't have cared less about. So it was a silly suggestion from you. Mike, you've never done that. Um, Except, except people can go and hear all of the ones I bring to the table at the Ned and Josh podcast. I was going to say, a lot of stuff hits the cutting room floor, guys. Basically, I said to you that did you see the news uh, that Allens have quietly discontinued the individual bags of Red Rippers, Mm. Sherby's, and Milko's. Yep. So the Red Rippers are the lollies that used to share a name with the Washington football team that right. also yeah. changed their name. Um, I like to call them uh, the wobbly teeth remover. Yeah. Because yes. that's pretty much what you, they are. You got that's any loose teeth yeah. in your yeah. head? They're coming they're out. They're coming out with... <laughs> like the, yeah. when you put a sanitizer on your hand and you instantly feel any cuts on your hand, mm. any teeth in your head that might be a little loose, Red Ripper, the Red Bye-bye. Rippers will rip them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other two that you mentioned uh, don't even know or care. Like you the don't red, know the red, a Sherby? I don't know what a Sherby is. I this 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 camera. This is, is where why he got upset. I gave this up. is what he got upset about. One of the uh, I say this is a Sherby one. This one is the packet they come in the oh, orange yeah. ones. The, Those, I hate them. The yeah, most me too. They're famous, foul. The most famous lollies that you would see in any party little gift bag that you would get at like any nine year old's birthday. You made that so whatever. much more complicated. You said party gift bag. They're just called uh, party bags. Party bags. Whatever. <laughs> You're getting into the semantics yeah, because apparently you don't know what a like Sherby to, is. I'm sick of having to go to Woolworths and pay for my shopping grocery containment bags. It really upsets me. You mean the cart? Yeah, the shopping bag. Yeah, that's what you mean. Who knows what yeah. I mean? You're an awful person. I am Joshua. not a nice person yeah, when it comes to I don't you being when you be upset at me about lollies. Because I'm upset because you made such a song and dance about yeah. the lolly jar of the snakes that's in the office, which Ned has been going to town on. You've really. Um, yeah, uh, you probably need to calm down. I really should try to defend myself, but I really cannot state how much I've been enjoying them. Don't I, I have like seven a day at least. Because I was going to suggest something like, hey, maybe we could put some Sherpies in there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we could not put... something anybody wants. Yeah, yucky. It's not anything you yeah. want. It's not anything anybody wants. What do you like about Sherbets? Do you actually like Sherbets? I think legitimately, and no, like, Allen's do an incredible job with all of their other products. So no, they don't. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> I'm about to really... They've got some good ones. Appeal into Sherby's. Yeah. Um, they are all, like awful, awful. Yeah, they're terrible. It's like the sherbet inside of like a chewy lolly. Yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah. I there are. Do you remember there were sherbet bombs? Like yeah. they were like very very similar. I think they were a bit, bit harder candy. Yeah, you like crack into them and they confusing them with sherbet. There were multi. Sherbet's are chewy, and then you break into them, and then they've got sherbet oh, no, inside. I'm not. They're gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's the like the hard ones that were almost like uh, warheads that would pop into sherbet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or gross. you crack into them. What if what if we just say this? Because I'm happy to put this out there. Sherbet's gross. Mm, no, I do, no, whiz, whiz fizz, fizz is rad. Whiz yeah, fizz, fizz is rad. Fizz is pretty good. 
Sherbet's odd, though. Sherbet is odd. Sherbet's odd, and it's great that you learn to make it in science class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who looked at powder and went, imagine if that tastes like lollies? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know how we make so much dangerous stuff that's white powder? Mm. What if we also gave it to kids as a lolly? There you go. Let's not do that. Because Let's not do that. Look at the other things that are also white powders yeah. that kids they, could mm-hmm. get their hands on. That's why they put it in candy. And, the, and, the, and that's why Sherby's a great... It was the same philosophy with fads. <laughs> they took a thing for adults, made it for yeah. kids, took it too far. Whiz Fizz yeah. took it too far, quite Whiz frankly. Yeah, yeah, too too far. Far. <laughs> too far. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy, for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's Hit 104.7.